if I actually just did a whole podcast where I sang on it because that's what I record the thing on it's called Garage Band it's for musicians and artists who actually record music so there's lots of functions on here that you can do that I have no idea how to actually do anyway I'm rambling because this is nothing to do with music and it's Saturday the 11th of September at 11 p.m and I'm just talking about nothing hi and you've just listened to me talk about absolutely nothing my name is Viv and I'm one of the hosts of the podcast and today you're here to listen to as you probably have guessed from the title, the Shang-Chi podcast episode. I'm recording this today after uh, Shang-Chi, Marvel's latest film, just broke record, record, records. They smashed the record for Labor Day openings with an estimated $71.4 million in ticket sales. So Labor Day apparently is traditionally one of America's sleepiest weekends at the movies apparently. Um, and apparently, according to the latest news as well, this weekend they're meant to also sweep box office records too. So, so happy. Just wanted to let you know before we got into the podcast. You'll be listening to myself, Carly, Kai and Amy chat about how we felt about interviewing the cast of Shang-Chi. What the heck is going on? It was so cool and we loved every minute. We were really tired that weekend because it was full of adrenaline. But we hope you enjoy the podcast episode. Please let us know whether you've watched the film. What did you think of the film? Did you think it was good? Did you think that it needed improving? If you thought it needed improving or you thought it wasn't good, I don't want to hear it. I just want everyone to love it because I certainly did. Anyway, enjoy! And welcome back to But Where Are You From? A podcast by Be Seen, Britain's East and Southeast Asian network. I'm your host, Viv Yao, and with me are. Hello, I am Amy, another co founder of Be Seen. Nice to be back. Hi, I'm Kai, also co founder of Be Seen. Hiya, and I'm Carly, another co founder of Be Seen. Wait, I thought it was like a broken record. <laughs> Oh, wait, I thought we were doing uh, my favourite character of Shang-Chi is... Dot, 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 dot. Oh, shit, I thought you were going to ask us. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. What's your? Who's your favourite character of Be Seen? Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 who's your favourite character? I can character? answer this, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> who's your favourite character from the Shang-Chi movie? Oh yeah, we watched that, didn't we? We went to the premiere, didn't we? Just to preempt uh, this oh, whole yeah. podcast. Yeah, that little oh, thing. Yeah. No just biggie, a little casual premiere. Yeah, yeah, just a little thing. It was good to be there, I guess. But yeah, my favourite character is actually Yunhua, who is kind of a big deal if you have watched any form of um, Hong Kong or Chinese cinema or TV shows he's a really incredible martial artist but I've actually mostly seen him in comedy things and uh, what I realized this is what's so great about the film is that I was thinking about it constantly after watching it over the weekend and I remember seeing the Kung Fu Hustle poster in the background of one of the scenes and then of course he's in it and I was just (gasps) like oh he's in Kung Fu Hustle too oh my gosh I know all the layers there's so many layers this film but yeah he's my favorite mostly because of what he signifies obviously I love him and I think he's such an incredible actor and has so much experience behind him of you know being in that world of cinema but the fact that he was in it and he was speaking only in Mandarin was just so great and yeah it really gave me a little whoop whoop feeling when I saw him. Yeah I'd have to say probably the same as well Uh, I mean for me I grew up watching him on TVB so seeing a familiar face like that on Hollywood mainstream is quite something but also hard to say I also really liked Tony Leung's uh, performance I mean it is Lancey Wise so how can you not 
I love that he was playing someone sinister. I really like it when he plays a baddie because his face is so like, you just completely trust him, don't you? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's got that face where you're just like, you're a good guy. And then when he actually uh, uses his acting eyes, he's famous for being t- being able to act with his eyes, isn't it? And he did that so yeah. well in the movie. Uh, it was just great to see. I was trying to do his acting eyes over the weekend to see whether I could replicate him. <laughs> <laughs> but he is a bad D, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Bad D. Well, he's a bad he... B. Really, though? Was he a bad just blinded by love and desire? Yeah, well, we don't want to be too spoilery, but uh, the characters are complex. We can say that. Yes. There isn't anyone who's straight up one thing, which is nice. And I like that they've like given, that. yeah, multiple facets to everyone. Mm hmm. Kai, what about you? Who's your favourite character? Um, I think mine would be uh, between the mum or the aunt. I think just like watching them fight um, was was quite special. Um, yeah, just watching them do their form of martial arts because um, mm-hmm. it kind reminds of reminds me of my mum because she did a lot of tai chi and um, tai chi with like swords and fans as well. And I think watching them reminded me of that a little bit. So that's Fala Chen and Michelle Yeoh yeah. in the movie, those two yeah. characters. Yeah, because um, the martial arts were almost like they were dancing. It was so beautiful to watch. Yeah, I liked how it brought in like different styles of martial arts as well. Because I don't know whether, I'm not sure whether, I've not fact-checked this, but I recognise it to be like Wing Chun style, Tai Chi style of martial arts. But it was just so cool. And then it made me really want to start martial arts lessons. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking for lessons for my daughter. She's only four. I'm so going to put her in lessons. I'm kick ass. Uh, But yeah, it's so inspiring to see that the women were given, I think, as much of a platform in being martial artists as the men and the fact that they were really powerful. And I was watching Father Chen on screen. I mean, it's like, you're really commanding this. Like the way that she owned a few of those scenes, I just felt so empowered. I loved it. Mm. And the great thing yeah. about it is that Shang-Chi, obviously growing up in America and he has a very Western style of fighting in that it's very much about force. Whereas if you look at the mother and the auntie, which their moves are more based on Wing Chun, which was originally developed by nuns. So this combination of the balance of strength and also um, sensitivity and the idea of needing to have both of his parents, his mom and his dad, that was really beautiful and how that was translated in moves. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know, though, that Father Chen's character, so Shang-Chi's mother, in the original comic was not Chinese at all? Yeah, I read. She, she was like yeah, a white woman. She, uh, she was a white American woman. And in the original comic, the way that she appears is that she's chosen by Shang-Chi's father, who is not actually Tony Leung's character in the film. It's someone totally different. He's Fu Manchu in the original comic. Oh. Chose her because he thought that, okay, inverted quote marks, that she would be the ideal genetic specimen for a mother. Oh, yeah. 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 So obviously for this film, they completely had to subvert that. That would never, ever roll um, in no. this day and age. So it's really great that they completely changed the character. I did read that this film, they had to obviously rewrite some of the origins. And I knew about the Fu Manchu character, but I didn't know that about the mum. So it's it's amazing that look at what obviously uh, primarily AAPI cast and crew can do. And that's how important it is that the teams behind these productions are also have a similar, if not uh, a keen and enthusiasm for that heritage and understanding. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about our opinions on the film and the production and casting everything a bit later on shall we talk about the premiere and the fact that we were invited and we actually walked down the red carpet slash blue carpet and just how cool <laughs> that was how did you feel walking down the carpet and seeing so much like east and southeast asian representation on the red carpet I was honestly, I couldn't believe it. And I'm still trying to come down from that feeling because it's such a surreal night. And I was just so glad all of you were there because I 
need to do I don't know we were all like pepping each other up to the point where I don't know for the whole night I was running on adrenaline but so, seeing yeah seeing a few obviously we saw Simu in person I know Kai you saw so much more uh, we saw Sandra oh oh my gosh like just even saying it and I'm reliving yeah. it I'm just I, I don't even have the words it was incredible to see and to be there yeah huge thank you to Media High for in- inviting us because I think not only is it a once in a lifetime opportunity to attend, you know, a film premiere like that, but also it was an historic moment. Historically, you know, for what it means, uh, Hollywood, uh, mainstream representation, particularly in the West, but also for us who are of um, an EC background growing up in the UK and to see that representation in the flesh mm. was really, you know, emotionally monumental. It's yeah. funny because, because the beast scene did start because at the beginning we were fighting obviously East and Southeast Asian faces being depicted in COVID-related media. And so then we started be seen because we wanted to see more positive representation. And then just a year later, to be there present at a premiere where a primary East and Southeast Asian cast and crew were in charge of this movie, just to be able to see it in person was just almost. I don't know, validation, you know, it was a mm. feeling of we've we've come away, you know, we've come this far. Obviously, there's so much more to do, but it just felt so um, enriching, I think. Yeah. Very much really full came. circle. Very yeah. much full circle, like the Ten Rings. But it felt like <laughs> it was just such a big win, I feel like, because, yeah, for me personally, just like from last year and all the stuff that we've done um, for East and Southeast Asian um communities and like just thinking about all the the work we put in but then that we don't really get the perks of racism do you (laughs) there's there's no perks to racism but we do get to go to stuff like this which is just um i think it means so much to actually have like recognition for the work that we do not that we do it for recognition but it's just so nice to be able to celebrate with our ec friends and just enjoy ourselves and just yeah it was cool Honestly, it just felt like it was a night for us, you know, that we could just go out and enjoy ourselves and know that we'd be surrounded by people who are all fighting for the same cause. Like we know everyone's on the same page and are there to represent us or support us. And it was just a really fun evening because Mm -hmm. it just felt like, oh, finally, we could just have a night out, have fun. And it's for us. I was so hyper the entire evening. I, I feel like I had to recover for, for like two days afterwards. I was so tired for two days because I feel like I was just high on adrenaline the entire night, especially after we started bumping into all the celebrities downstairs when we were getting um, told off by the security guards and we were all like a gaggling group of girls just like waiting for the celebs to come down. And then when, uh, who was it that first? Sandra O oh first walked through the door. We were like, Sandra! Sandra! and then who she was it fell over <laughs> imagine <laughs> yeah and then and then benny came in and he recognized us and he shouted be seen no wait so cool. after after sandra is followed chen and someone shouted oh, her yeah. chinese name and that would cause her to turn around and yeah. she did the cute she did the cutest little wave at us she's just like oh, hi i think you know it must have been really special to hear her name shouted in chinese rather than in english at premieres so I think that probably prompted her to turn around that quickly. Because mm. I remember it was Shu, and I think Shu's sister, Shu yeah, Hua. Yeah. And then we all just joined in and we're like, ah, tell that lie. <laughs> and she, really, like, she was so lovely. She asked her publicist or her PA to, uh, if it would be okay for us to take a photo of her. And then obviously they were fine. And the funny thing was, I was waving my phone about because I was just like, I need someone to take a photo. And then I asked the security guard and he was just like, no, I am not taking a photo for you. He was so, so pissed off. He was so pissed off, but in a nice way. I think he was humoring yeah. us. Yeah. And then her publicist was like, let me take it. And she took my phone. <laughs> I just completely lost all sense of self like I was I reverted into being like a child because I just felt like it was like our playground to run around yeah. in downstairs. Viv I have the best photo of you because uh, we were all standing at this little window where we could see the, <laughs> the red blue carpet and we're waiting for people to come in and this head is just like popping over mine and your face <laughs> is glee like a circle of glee. 
because we're stuck in this tiny little area waiting for them. But oh, it was yeah. so funny. It was so good. And then Kai, you you then came afterwards, and then you who who is it that you saw after we went back upstairs? Um, so I came a bit later, and as we were going onto the red carpet, um, the security told us to stop, and before like before coming in, and he was like, "Just wait, you'll see what's going to happen." And then Michelle Yeoh came out of her car, like right in front of me. And everyone was so excited. Like, Michelle, Michelle. And she was waving at us. Um, so I was standing right behind her before she like was about to go onto the red carpet. Oh my, um, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then I, mean- I saw Okafina as well um, on the red carpet. But it just felt oh! so surreal. I saw them in person, but it didn't it still doesn't feel like I've seen them. It feels like I don't know, cardboard cutouts or something. <laughs> Have you checked the press photos to see whether you're behind Michelle Yeoh in any of the photos? I haven't checked yet. <laughs> you could have pretended. You could have pretended to be her guest, like be her. I don't know, her niece or yeah. something. Yeah. Or just like I have to admit, dress after up. after the event, I did check the press photos to see if any of us were in the background. <laughs> <laughs> My sister did the same. Steph did the same as well. She saw our friend Serena, but then she didn't see anyone else. Sad oh. times. I know. I know. But I, I was so glad as well that um, Manny was behind me when we were walking down the red carpet and he went, Viv, quick, turn around, turn around. And then I turned around and took loads of quick snaps of me on the actual carpet. I was so grateful he did well. And then behind him was Big Nasty, the the guy who played um one of the soldiers with the sword i can't remember what his name is now in the film um but he was like waiting behind us as i was getting pictures <laughs> so you were holding up the big baddie guy with a massive sore hand <laughs> um should we talk about what we think about the film itself like in terms of the representation how it was directed the scripting how awesome it was everything what were your first impressions how did you feel after watching the film i was so proud i just felt really uplifted and impressed um i was surprised in so many moments especially with the i've already mentioned um high use of mandarin for a big portion of the film and um, I really loved how unapologetic it was in owning, I think, um, Chinese culture and including certain elements. I don't want to be too spoilery, but there were so many things where I was just like, ah, it's a little poke because I saw this or so I recognise that. And um, all in all, it's a great action movie. And I think Simu and everyone else did such a great job. Um, being themselves, you know, not tokenizing, not doing things for the sake of it or performing the culture. It just felt very authentic to the story and their characters. Yeah, I think I was quite worried beforehand that it would be um, like through the white gaze, um, mm. but it felt so authentic and and almost like it was a really good balance for me between a Marvel film and a martial arts film almost. I really felt like I was a young, like, myself again, just watching, like, old um, martial arts shows or movies, um, but just, like, with people also speaking English (laughs) and, like, the people that I now watch on American shows as well. Um, So I think I was really um, impressed with how they represented um, the culture. Yeah, similarly, I think it was more of a martial arts film that had a bit of extra superpowers and stuff in it but it really centered on the narrative of family for me the idea of you know how do you especially I think EC kids feel this how do you um not obey necessarily but how do you um be a good child essentially by listening to your parents and upholding what's expected of you um especially in a very traditional sense of family honor but at the same time how do you also follow what you want to do and what you feel is right and i think shang chi's dilemmas and and his um path in the story in the film um really resonated beyond just him being you know superhero representation for ec folks but in a more personal way, I could see themes that I related and could see reflected mm-hmm. in my own family. And I think this as a Marvel film actually works very well um, as a film about 
EC diasporas, especially those of a Chinese background. And I think it's not just kids that will enjoy it, but hopefully once it comes out, my dad will enjoy it and perhaps my uncle as well and my mm. other relatives who might be interested. Yeah, it was really cool to see the family aspect. And I think also just the fact that it was showing second generation um, Asian Americans and how it touched upon that and how they didn't just cast a monolith over like they can all speak Mandarin to a proficient level. Like they showed Katie played by Aquafina who couldn't speak much uh, Chinese, if any at all, she could understand it and converse with her grandma. But then she was saying that her, her Chinese isn't very good. And I think that was really important because I think we feel that um, across the Asian diaspora where we feel like there's a certain gatekeeping when it comes to Chinese culture and language and understanding and actually it's really important to acknowledge that there's varying degrees of that um but I think it was done so well um from that perspective and yeah like Amy said just seeing all the little small touches of just EC things throughout the movie it was just so cool um and it made me it made me think like obviously this means so much to someone who is Chinese, but then how are people going to relate to this outside of it? But I think because it's just a fucking good action movie, isn't it? It's a brilliant Marvel movie. I just think it's going to, it's going to do so, so, so well because it's a brilliant, brilliant movie. Like it was scripted so well. It didn't have any tropes. It didn't feel cringe at any point. It was just so brilliantly done. So I have to admit, I'm not a big Marvel fangirl. So I wasn't like, what? oh, I know, I know every single universe and all the intricacies <laughs> and spin-offs. So watching it from that perspective, I don't think you have to go in and be a big Shang-Chi Wikipedia page writer or whatever, like someone who has all the knowledge about it to enjoy it. Because in essence, it is a family drama. It's just got like dragons in it and <laughs> all these other things but um I really yeah I agree I like to really like the touches where even things where he's got two names so he's got Shang-Chi and he's got Sean because he used that name in order to fit in and uh, I guess assimilate inverted commas into um the US where he was living and you know again that's that experience of oh yeah so many people do then take on another name in order to fit in and then he almost reclaims his um original name his uh Chinese name when he goes back and you know there's funny scene around that as well so yeah it's all it's relatable but it's also got obviously these supernatural elements in it which makes it a fun movie also usually I'm not a big fan of fight scenes or just like action sequences but I was I was like following every move watching uh, the martial arts fights yeah I think the visual effects in the film were super as well none of it was cringy I think they did justice to a lot of the creatures that are featured in it and also the soundtrack was just cool like the music choices were brilliant and also the cinematography was really beautiful in showcasing not just the environment that Shang-Chi moves in but also the environment building the world building that we see of the village that his mum comes from in Talo and it was just really really beautiful. Don't you wish that Tony Leung would have kept his long hair though? Like, you know, at the beginning when they're showing he's in ancient times and in a lot of old martial arts movies or (laughs) showing ancient China or the male characters have long flowing hair, right? And I'm like, come on, keep the hair. Anyway, don't want to spoil it. (laughs) Hello? Yeah, we got you. I think it might be an internet thing. Oh, I was just saying how fit Tony Leung looks, that's all. And I just wanted you all to agree. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was going to respond to that. It doesn't matter whether he has long hair or short hair, just more of him on screen, please. <laughs> it's so great, though, that he's um, he's come back with this movie. I haven't seen him in anything for a long while, so it's really great that he's got such a big role in this. And I don't know how many people are familiar with him, people who, don't, who haven't watched many of the, um, say, Hong Kong films and dramas that he's been in, but he's such a big deal, okay? And it's mm. so awesome to see him, Michelle Yeoh, almost, and I felt like there's so many scenes where, sorry, I'll start again. I felt that there were so many scenes where it felt like they were passing the baton. Like that scene where Michelle Yeoh says, um, you know, you are, this is in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling, but you are a, um, everything that has come before you, good and bad. And I was just like, oh, mm. tears, because that's that's literally it. Like, you know, CC mm. Ruth taking that baton and running ahead. And it's just such a great moment. I felt like it was really moving to see so many generations of EC mm. representation on screen. Um, 
I remember in the screening when Michelle Yeoh first came up and everyone like that was like a sharp intake of breath from everyone in the audience because we were all so excited um but yeah just like all these people that we grew up watching mingled with all these new mm. um new icons Carly what did you think when you mentioned about it touched on um how it showed and depicted things like the dragons and lions very well with your research because I know you've done a lot of research on lions across the EC diaspora do you know like the lions shown in in the film what that was inspired from like which was it from a Chinese background yeah in fact, my brother and I discussed this last night and how <laughs> visually the CGI for depicting these creatures it didn't feel like it was coming from a western lens because I think you can really tell when it's a westerner creating these creatures because in a way, they they don't really understand all the subtle differences. Like when you look at the dragon, um, no spoilers, but the the main dragon, um, you could tell it was very much inspired from Chinese mythology. If you look at the lions, you could also tell that there was elements of what we see from Chinese stone lions. And then in the film, there are more mythical creatures that also gave a sense of being inspired by perhaps Japanese um, perceptions of this mythical creature. And all in all, you know, I think it's quite hard to explain, but you just know that the person who probably designed it did enough research and wanted to keep it as authentic as possible to its EC background. And that's why it looks the way it is. Because I think if anyone who didn't really um, have that integrity from the beginning it would very easily become too false or just wrong if that makes sense um, and I think there was a similar debate around the dragon in Raya um, the latest uh, Disney mm. animation and I think that's very different because obviously it's for a kids film and it probably needs to look a certain way but I remember there was debate around how that looked and whether it was accurate or not um, but I think for for Shang-Chi's mythical creatures anyway in the special effects department I think they they've really done it justice and I was so happy to see some of those creatures on screen because I kid you not for a good moment in that cinema I thought oh my god they're real yeah, if I was in a 4D experience, I'd have thought, oh, my God, it's here. You uh, know that it's also an IMAX film. <gasps> so you can watch it, it okay, in, in a, is it 4D or 3D that you can watch it in now? What's the latest? I'm not 100%. <laughs> Does that mean I could feel, like, the dragon's breath and I could smell yeah. what it <gasps> Yeah. Like? That's Basically. so cool. That would be yeah, epic. Exactly. <laughs> Are you going to go watch it again? Definitely. I'm going to watch it in the IMAX for sure. Yeah. Oh, I want to watch an IMAX too. I hope the dragons smell of like Chinese food. <laughs> okay, how jealous like... are your friends, by the way? <laughs> so jealous. <laughs> but also so supportive. We had so much support as well. Like people messaging and saying, so great to see you there. Because there weren't yeah. actually that many, I would say, East and Southeast Asian people who were yeah. invited, I think, to the screening who were from the UK and part of that community. So it was really great to have that support as well, like people knowing uh, our origins and how far we have come. And mm. to see us say it, it was nice to know that it meant a lot, not just for us, but also to other people. Did you see that Culture Gen on Instagram? Um, they illustrated the Ten Rings and then wrote uh, words next to it, uh, which I thought was so cool. And they said that they were inspired after seeing us at the premiere and stuff. And I was just like, oh, my God, it's so cool. Yeah, it's really great that she shared that knowledge. So she um, wrote down the meanings of all the different characters that were part of the Ten Rings. So you see it on the flags and posters and stuff promoting it. And uh, yeah, it was so great. And, you know, she hasn't seen it yet because she's from Singapore. And so it's really great that this, um, our platform is spreading quite wide and that people are keeping up with what we're doing and also celebrating our joys as well. Yeah, so important, isn't it? Like the, the amount of support that we saw online for people who were just like so happy for, for us. But I had like my cousin who like I, I know is not on social media. He's like in his 50s. And then I saw him yesterday and he went, hey, superstar. <laughs> so I think the cousins have been like, look where Viv was. She went to watch Shang-Chi. She was at the premiere. I thought that was really cute. How like, my family is actually like noticing the stuff that we're doing as well. <laughs> yeah, similarly, my mum's like, why have you been invited? Who's inviting <laughs> you? And I'm like, 
well, be seen. And then my mom and dad are like, oh, where's our tickets? Maybe we've got to extend be seen to our family members. <laughs> be seen plus. Shall we talk about the interview? So we're going to essentially uh, play some snippets of the interviews that we did with Fala Chen, Simu Liu and Destin Daniel Creton. Um, but we will put the full interviews on our Be Seen website um, where you can either watch or read the full interviews. So um, Carly, do you want to talk about how your interview was with Fala Chen? It was nowhere near long enough. That's what I'll say for sure. Fala was absolutely brilliant. I mean, the questions that I posed to her, um, because I saw Fala for the first time on screen about 10 years ago. So I watched her in this Hong Kong TVB drama called No Regrets. And it was really, really famous and popular at the time. It still is. And that was one of the kind of first few roles that she took on in her acting career that saw her receive a lot of um, like critical acclaim, like she won awards for it. And from then on, she went on to do lots of other TV, film, theatre, music, and then she moved back to the States. So starting the interview with that um, was really lovely because I think then there was a sort of connection in that we're speaking from a mutual understanding. And I have to admit, like when you see the other uh, journalists that were lined up to interview the talent, not many of them were EC. So I think the questions that we had, and certainly the ones that I posed to Fala, um, I think they looked at the film um, holistically and also beyond just the context of the film, but also looking at the industry and for her as an actor. So I had asked questions um, in relation to, you know, her move from Hong Kong to the States, also her as a woman of colour in the industry and what it meant to have such strong um, Chinese representation, particularly uh, in a mainstream Hollywood film and talking about her character that only speaks in Mandarin and yeah, just um, having a chat about that. So it's really, really, I guess, lucky to have been able to be given that opportunity. Um, For me, it's also such an important moment because, you know, not only what we've been seeing in the past, you know, a year and a half, you know, the rise of like hate against Asians um, actually all around the world. um, But also I feel like it's just, you know, long due in terms of our representation in the mainstream media um, globally. So I, I'm very honored to be part of this film and I'm, I'm really glad that this is not just a one film, you know, one time appearance, but I feel like, especially for Shang-Chi, like Simu's character, um, he will continue to go on in the Marvel universe. And there will be many, many more characters and stories to be developed, even just within Marvel. But I think it will just definitely open the door for many other films um, in the mainstream media for, uh, for, for spaces for Asian representation. How did you feel beforehand? I was very, 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 very nervous. <laughs> I think also because I had to, this is a little bit of a extra information, but I had to kick my brother out of the hotel bedroom so that I could do the interview. So I was slightly panicking that he might have forgotten <laughs> something and he had to come back in. I was also worried that, um, you know, there would be disruptive hotel yeah. guests nearby or someone might knock on my door. So I was a bit nervous, but, you know, once we sort of got that ball rolling, then it was it was very easy to to just kind of um, talk to her about it. Because I think we also, as a team, um, it was really great to have each other's support in thinking about the questions and the angle we wanted to ask the cast and the, and the mm. director um, and making sure that, you know, it's it's coming from a B scene angle rather than just any other film or entertainment press. So yeah, it was it was super. It was very surreal, I have to admit, like doing it on Zoom, because I, I guess it's like you feel like you're with them, but you're not because it's digital, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, it was very surreal afterwards, and I, I was definitely like telling my mom, like, oh, I just interviewed her. Like, what, did it even happen? I'm not sure. 
It didn't even feel like you were a journalist, say, speaking to a film star. I always felt like you're having a conversation on the same level. And I feel like she really appreciated your question because you obviously had that knowledge and knew about Mm. her background and where she came from. And I felt her answers were so honest and there wasn't something that obviously she was saying over and over again to various media outlets, but just honestly answering your question because probably not not many people would have come from that angle, I think. Yeah, it was definitely nice. Like when you watched the clip at the beginning when I mentioned this role, she was like, wow like you could tell that she's like what a throwback so that was lovely yeah isn't it wild that we're like we were in a room full of other journalists that from like enemy empire all these big magazines (laughs) this is the first ever press kit we've ever done and we're just rocking up like hey ask my questions it's just so wild did you go in the press room acting cool? Like I was sitting there like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, done this before. I <laughs> yeah, know all you yeah. guys. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm so cool right now. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure, all good. Thank you so much. Fuck. Because we basically got taken into like one, a Zoom waiting room. And then someone sent an, and also like an individual link to go to another room where the talent were. So like the cast and then the director. And then um, there were like other people off camera in that room too. So it was just so surreal. Um, but it was cool though. And you know, there were bits where um, so all the journals were in the room and then the people who were coordinating it, they would be like, okay, so you'll be interviewing Aquafina soon. We'll pop you in in 10 minutes. And then some people, they were saying, okay, so uh, that's you. You're interviewing the whole cast. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, what? Why aren't I interviewing the whole cast? And I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the whole cast. Oh, I guess, I guess they probably have a journalism degree and they've earned it, you know, whatever. What about our lived experiences? Yeah. Does that not count for nothing? Um, Kai and Amy, tell us about your experience interviewing Simu. Yeah, so I was really looking forward to speaking with him because I've been a fan of Simu's uh, for a while now because I've watched um, Kim's Convenience um, for a few years. And as we know, Asian male leads in romantic roles on screen are quite rare um and obviously asian males are sometimes depicted as demasculinized i don't know if that's a word emasculated um so i found simu's character on uh, kim's convenience quite refreshing and i think that's maybe part of the reason why i connected to him um more and so seeing his progression from that um, toward to um, Shang-Chi was really touching. And I really enjoyed speaking with him and I hope that he did as well. Um, but you could tell that he thinks a lot about the topics that we asked him about. Um, he spoke a lot about um, Asian American representation and just the history of Asian Americans um and I really appreciate the amount of thought that he put into his answers I think he is a great role model um for young Asian or EC people um especially in um EC diasporas um because he obviously he's breaking into this um main Asian Asian lead um, type of role as well as being quite outspoken Um, and yeah it was a pleasure to interview him and (laughs) um, I still can't believe it (laughs) but yeah (laughs) I was really nervous beforehand Um, and like the only place in my room where I have like a white background is on my bed so I had to set up like a tray with some noodle boxes <laughs> on top and then put my noodle boxes. That was the only thing I could sit with a white background. And so like if if um on the interview video that my camera's a bit swaying, I think it might be because my heart was like thumping so hard. I'm like, making <laughs> oh the bed. <laughs> that's so funny. I kind of wish he knew that though that you had like noodle boxes because I think <laughs> that's just so funny. Get you those noodle sponsors him. in Kai. Yeah. 
But I don't know if you ever get this, but whenever I'm nervous, especially in situations like that, where you're about to go into a room with like a massive star, like I feel like, you know, it happens all the time. Happens so often. Yeah. I know. But like, I feel like my body betrays me. Like, <laughs> why am I hungry right now? Why do I need to pee right now as well? Why is my mouth dry? Like everything physically is going wrong with my body and I hate my body for it. But <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> yeah I think I was to your pants almost almost I'm kind of glad that actually the press was done in a virtual room because I think I would have accidentally let out a couple of farts just out of nerves <laughs> so I'm kind of glad that you know Imagine. with the zoom you have the option to mute or you know they can't see that you're fidgeting or you're sweating but yeah. in a real you know physical environment with them I think I would lose my shit not literally yeah. but you know so there was just benefits and also one. disadvantages <laughs> No, but I want to know what they smell like. I want to give them a good sniff. So nice. I, reckon, I know. Do I you know when Fala smells dead nice? Yeah. Well, I was standing right behind Fala whilst we had that group photograph, and I, and you know, it, it, if she stayed a bit longer, I reckon I would have probably sussed out the perfume. But I, you know, wasn't oh, wow. that close? Yeah, I couldn't smell her. I couldn't smell smell Benedict Wong either. Like, well, I you were very him. close. I touched him good. I did not like, <laughs> adhere to COVID safety rules whatsoever. Both of my hands you were on Bar, like, him. Stroked his face. I was stroking his arm. I was everything. I was not holding back. <laughs> I, think I, I think I might have done the hand on the belly as well. <laughs> we're just so over familiar. He's probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> this group of strangers just stroking me. Um, going, going back to Simu uh, yeah. quickly. I was yeah. going on also what Kai said. The fact that his rise was so meteoric, right? It wasn't like he's done a few films already beforehand. He went almost straight from Kim's Convenience to this humongous role. And Mm. I think it must be such a weird situation for him to be in because his whole history, his acting history, um, his past and things he's been up to in the public eye are immediately accessible. So you can quickly just Google Cebu and you will see exactly what he's been up to. Like, I know that he was famous for being loads of stock photography and (laughs) people like totally make fun of him for that. And then obviously a lot of things around Kim's convenience and there was some controversy with that, which he, uh, he didn't obviously talk about in the interview, but he was incredibly honest I felt in his answers mm-hmm. uh, he was talking about uh, problems within the industry and what has happened in the past that could have been better and uh, I definitely felt like he was he wasn't shy about calling things out where there were mistakes in the past uh, that he obviously would want to rectify in the future if he could because I know that with Kim's Convenience it was suddenly cancelled and the one spin-off series that they I don't know if they're still going to do it I think they might be that they're going to do from that show is centered around the only white character in that series which he did speak out about and um you know he said you know there's no way I'm going to take part in that show and so I felt like that kind of attitude of his where he would just say what he thinks definitely came out in the interview that we did with him like he was talking about you know yeah Joy Luck Club was great but what about this what about the fact that it was you know an all-white executive team and things like that so it makes me feel like I want to support him even more because we need mm. voices like that. People who are unafraid to just say it how it is and to demand better because mm. we should always be obviously thankful and grateful for the people who came before, laid the foundations, did what they could at that time with the resources that they had. But it doesn't mean that we can't look back and say, but there were some things that could have been better. And yeah. Yeah, another big thing that he said was, you know, we're definitely not where we need to be right now. So Shang-Chi isn't the end. There's so much more that can be done. And so that makes me really excited. And it's great to see him, you know, taking strides and enjoying the moment as well. I love following him on Instagram because you can Mm -hmm. tell he's so gleeful about the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, like I I watched the interview um, and it felt like when you first came on screen, he looked quite like he's done a lot of press and he was just kind of going through the motions. And then because the questions that you both asked were so thoughtful and obviously very well researched, he really sprung to life with his answers and he answered everything just with so much thought you could tell he was really thinking about the questions as well like if you watch it back his eyes are kind of like you know darting and like thinking about how to respond so like that was it's just so awesome to see that someone 
like him just obviously cares so much about this type of work and what it actually means and hearing both of you say how much it means to you individually I think would be, would have been very touching for him as well mm-hmm. I think there's a, a, I think when you read about all of these instances all of these attacks which are tragic which are awful there's a real tendency to internalize that even if you yourself are not somebody that was directly attacked I think there's a sense that you internalize it and and it manifests as this sort of apologetic shame, this energy of feeling like your Asian-ness is something that you you don't want in your life and that that brands you and marks you. And, and it's, you know, it, it's not so different than what we've been experiencing for generations, right? With, you know, the Chinese Exclusion Act, with, um, you know, the uh, internment of Japanese Americans in the Second World War. I, I don't know how familiar you are with those things, but obviously they're more American centric, but they're they're a part of our history and, and they're, a, you know, they're indicative of this thing called the perpetual foreigner syndrome, which is that no matter how long we have been in a country, some of some, you know, Chinese, you know, East Asian immigrants uh, have, have been in, in San Francisco and parts of the U.S. for upwards of 150 years, but, but that, you know, we're still seen as foreigners just because of our face, because of the way that the media portrays us. And, um, and, and that that is seen also seen as, as lesser than. And, and so I think so many diasporic Asians know that feeling of growing up uh, and feeling lesser than. And, and so I think the timing of this movie is, is a good and be critical because it is, it is meeting that kind of hate and that internalized shame and 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 negativity with an equal and opposing and and a hopefully greater force of joy and of celebration um you know you've both seen the movie so you'll know i mean that this movie is every bit a celebration of our culture of our language of our faces and um you know I, I had the immense pleasure of playing opposite so many talented Asian heroes and heroines that uh, each have their own, you know, nuances and dimensionalities. And, and it's just, you know, it, it's so incredibly rare that we get that, you know, that many opportunities to showcase these characters. And, and um, you know, I, I really can't wait for the world to see it. I think it is the right time. I think how how much you know this means not just on a film level but politically as well and socially yeah. I think that really reflected in not just Simu's answer to the two of you but also in what he's been doing on Instagram and everything else and I actually recently read that um, there is speculation as to whether this particular Marvel film is being advertised as much as other uh, Marvel films I don't know if any of you have come across this but um, the mm. idea that it's potentially not being marketed as much and actually the cast seems to be doing most of it and I've definitely noticed that too especially on obviously Simu's um socials but and with the other members of cast honestly I haven't seen any other Marvel film that had their cast promoting it that much and it does make me wonder whether you know is it is there less marketing being put into it because of its background how Simu wasn't satisfied with how Disney um Marvel treated this film um yeah for me definitely like the first time I've seen I've seen an advert was yesterday on a bus I don't think I've seen much before that Mm. I watched this YouTube video which had like 26k views it it came as a suggested video after watching something with Simu in and it was some white guy who was talking the title was something like why Shang-Chi is going to be a flop or something like that and like he's this guy, like I was so stupid. He was like, so Simu tweeted something like, "This film is going to mean so much for people like me. It means so much representation." And then this guy was like, "I don't understand what that means. I don't really know why he's saying that. I, I don't know where he's coming from." I'm like, well, of course you fucking don't, you white man. Of course you're not going to understand what that means. But I switched off because I was just like, I am not giving this man the time of the day. But I do feel like our gut instinct in that it's not being promoted by marvel is probably correct given that if it's an all asian asian cast it probably yeah it probably feels marginalized for the for the white gays which is such a shame um 
if it is if that is the truth I mean I've not researched this so I don't know yesterday my brother was saying that people are already review bombing Shang-Chi and I asked him you know what, what does that mean and he said that people leave negative reviews even though the film isn't released yet so the people that are seeing the films are critics and you know they have an obligation to obviously give an accurate review so why is it that suddenly it went from however many percent drop down to something far lower in a couple of days when it's yeah. not even been released globally yet and he noticed this when it was posted on reddit so it does beg the question of you know whether these films unfortunately are they not given the amount of attention that they need to be and that's why the cast has to take it on it's also being released at an awkward time because lockdown is just about lifting in a few of the countries it's maybe not quite lifting or you know people might be hesitant also to go to a cinema because it's an enclosed space um and then i think the thing with the disney person i believe he might be the ceo talking about it i think he said it was an experiment because it was being released at an unusual time and they would be interested to know how the film would do i think with a 45 day i think cinema release window um and then i guess being subsequently released on online platforms um it's just one of those things where it's so unfortunate with the timing that people who may want to support the movie may not be able to do so fully for reasons out of their control because of lockdown so yeah I I really hope the film does really well and that the hype overrides you know this negative reviewing that people are doing because at the end of the day it's just so worth seeing it's an important movie and I'm not saying that you know, you should just go see it to support the film. But genuinely, it's a very good film if you want to go out for a night and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is an awesome, awesome film. Um, I just wanted to talk about my experience with Destin. I had four minutes with him, which did not leave a very long time after I introduced Seen, started talking to him in a Liverpoolian accent for a bit as a homage to Ben Kingsley in the film, who plays this Liverpoolian thespian. <laughs> so random. Um, and yeah, by the time I asked him my first question which was talking about how Shang-Chi was coming out against the backdrop of um, the global stop Asian hate movement and what this, does this kind of mean for him and the Asian diaspora and stuff like I had two minutes left and then like there was someone in the chat uh, messaging saying two minutes left now and then after I asked my second question they were like one minute you've got to wrap up and it was just did not leave me a lot of time to ask him a lot of questions but he was his energy was great like he started asking me questions about where I'm from and I was like no I'm meant to be interviewing <laughs> you right now not the other way around um but yeah he was he was brilliant and um I felt like his answers if you listen to the interview I'd be interested to know what people think I felt like his answers were very very media trained in that um he didn't talk about his own experience i asked him a question about how the idea of like the filial piety and trying to serve our elders and stuff like that whether that was something that he brought in from his own personal experience and he answered it in a very kind of like universal way like we've all experienced this globally whether you're asian or not it's something that in our 20s and 30s there's this push and pull with your parents um so it was a very kind of like um i felt roundabout answer but I think it was still a brilliant answer uh, which he gave but I was also a bit like can you hurry up a little tiny bit because I'm getting chased and I want to ask you more questions yeah the, I mean I I think that's just a uh, a pretty co- common not only not only in our community but it's a pretty uh, common conflict that we go through when we're in our 20s 30s it's like we, we, t- we tend to push away from our parents for a time. And then, and then we start to, I, I hopefully find a balance where we, where, where we do see that we, I mean, the, the truth is we are who we are because of, because of everything that came before, whether it's good or bad or painful or, and, and uh, there, there is a, a, a lot of truth to us standing here and being able to have this conversation and these types of pursuits and jobs because of how hard our, our parents did work um, and and the generations that came before us to get us here. So I think Shang-Chi is going through that that balance of of 
choosing his own path, but also finding respect for those who came before him. Um, but we did get to ask ask the cast and Destin whether they were Team Rice or Noodles, um, which I'd be interested to hear your answers. Can we give a little teaser, a little spoiler? I have to say, I was not disappointed by some of those answers. <laughs> I have to say, I was disappointed. And also that Simu set me up at the beginning of his answer. I thought he was going to go one way. But he went the other and I felt devastated. I felt so let down. I almost wanted to cry. But it's fine. It's fine. I'm over it. Are you Team Rice or Team Noodle, Simu? I'm sorry? Team Rice or Team Noodle? Yeah. Oh, man, man, man. That's, that's a really hard question. I love, I love noodles and all forms of noodles. But I will say this. A meal is very, very hard for me if I don't have a bowl of rice. Um, Yay! I'm team rice. That's what I was raised on, you know. And and there's something about that fluffy bowl of white rice, of white steamed rice, that just makes me feel at home. And um, ah, damn it! That means I'm team rice. Um, also, before our interview, I'd only had three hours sleep. So. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, because mm. I was still buzzing. I was still buzzing. Like, I couldn't sleep when I got home. And Nothing. I got up ridiculously early because I just was not over the night. And then faced with the interview with Simu, like, it took it out of me. I was literally like, I couldn't have breakfast. My body was hating me and betraying me. And I was like, what's going on? And then he dropped that bombshell at the end. And I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. Can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, like that whole experience, those like the two days, that evening and that morning kind of merged into each other. And I likewise only got like four or five hours sleep and then had to recover the whole weekend after. I think I slept 10 hours once I came back to Glasgow, just thinking, was it a dream? Did it actually happen? Mm -hmm. It's been incredible. Yeah, I was so tired afterwards. I still feel like I am now. Like, I still feel like I'm recovering. I, there, there was something wrong with me. Um, but yeah, I felt like it was just um, nonstop, 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 meeting famous person after famous person. Um, I don't think I could do that all the time. I don't think the highlight Remember, is Remember, they met you. They met they Be Seen. They met Be Seen, yeah. Yeah, they must have been so nervous, like, knowing that <laughs> they were going to be talking with us. So, yeah, they really kept it together really well, actually. They did, actually. Well, it was it was great because I, I had introduced BC to Fala and she was like, wow, that's amazing. Congratulations. So, yeah, they must have been, you know, really in awe of us. <laughs> I do it was re- a great I opportunity, do- though, marketing opportunity yeah. for BC, wasn't it? Yeah, I do regret not bigging up BC enough to see me. I think um, he could come on board the BC network, I think, could really make strides. But, you know, there'll be next time. I don't see this as the last time. And you know what's coming up soon? You know what's coming up soon? <gasps> what, 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 what? Eternals. <gasps> I guess who's in that? Oh, my James. Gemma. Yeah, so I'm so see, excited for that. Yeah. Was there any final parting words from anyone? Go and book your trip to the cinema. Yes. Yeah, you'll be in for a great night. It's a brilliant movie. Yeah, and we've not been paid to say this. It genuinely <laughs> is a brilliant movie. It also very nicely coincides with EC Heritage Month. How amazing is that? The launch of the film is right at the beginning of EC Heritage Month. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it is. Yeah, I guess I should plug that, shouldn't I? Um, Easy Heritage Month happening in September. Check out our website. We have so, so, so many cool events. People have been organizing all around the UK um, to celebrate East and Southeast Asian Heritage Month, the first of its kind happening this September. So please check out our website and have a look at our calendar of events where you can click on each date and find out what's happening in your area. And there's lots of virtual events as well. Um, We are hosting on the 18th our Be Seen on stage event, which uh, will comprise of panels and speakers. And then in, in the evening, we're hosting a Be Seen birthday bash where we have lots and lots of amazing talent. I'm meant to be comparing. That's going to be a shambles. We cannot wait. (laughs)
Join the shambles. Join us on the night. You'll love it. <laughs> we were joined by Amy Ferg, Harley Woo, Kai. And you can find Be Seen on Instagram. If you don't know our handles by now, where have you been? I'm not even going to read them out loud because you can find us, you can search us, and you will connect with us. Uh, you can also donate at uh, Kofi, uh, that's ko-fi.com forward slash be seen. And we shall be seeing you soon. Woohoo! Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Bye. Go watch the film. Bye. Bye.